Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. I love Thursdays. We get to talk to Todd Furman. Week 8 begins in the NFL. Basketball's back, so we got some primetime TNT action tonight with a very interesting game with the Bucks at home tonight, debuting in what they hope is a championship season. And it's always nice to have Peggy in when Yurko's gone. Plus, we'll play McKnight at the movies. It's just a loaded afternoon, Peg. I, I love know. Thursdays. I know. There's a lot going on. Beautiful. I have a lot going on. Yeah, like uh, But what? I carve like, out some time for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. You're going to carve out some time for me? Like, to what? Talk about... To come on here. Oh, like... I carved out some time. Well, you are busy, you know. I try to keep my days... Wine lunches. And... <laughs> I try to keep my days busy, busy you, you know, yeah. because I'm not working full time. Right. So... You know, it's very easy to fall into a bad yes. way. Yes. What would what would be an example of falling into a bad way, Peggy? Day like, drinking. On a Wednesday, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was that was a planned awesome. event. It was a, a wine lunch mm. with Orrin Swift wines. Tell and everybody Orrin winemaker Swift is. David Finney, who started Prisoner. Which is like a well, I mean, amongst the ESPN family, you know, it's kind of uh, a big deal. Yeah, that's like... Because of JD and everything. Right. We all love the prisoner, you know? Yep. And I know he long ago sold that, but Orrin Swift's an interesting cat, to say the least. Yeah, so He still his, makes good wine. His real name is David Finney, and his uh, Orrin Swift is named after his dad's middle name is Orrin, and his mom's last name is Swift. I like how he got... Do you call it a pen name when you're a winemaker and you do... What, what do you call it exactly? I, what, do you, what, what would you call a pseudonym? I mean, it's a pseudonym. That's his name. Right. It's not, though, right? No. It's a cool name, Orrin Swift. Orrin it's Swift. a pseudonym. It's a very cool name. Yeah. yeah. So he sold Prisoner to a, another winery, oh gosh, maybe 15 years ago, maybe, uh, for $20 million. Mm-hmm. That winery turned around within two years and sold it to Constellation Brands for $240 million. Boy, we should have started a winery or like a, a whiskey. My God. We'd and he be, had no experience. Be rich. He was rich. He dropped out of you know, he was at law school, kind of not knowing what he wanted to do. Fascinating guy. I know. It was really cool. But the Orange Swift wines, I brought you a bottle of machete. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that'll I go do. really well with pizza. Yeah, well, perfect. It'll go yeah. well with anything. And uh, maybe tonight's a pizza night. Who knows? You know, sit down, watch 76ers Bucks, watch Buccaneers and Bills. There's plenty to sample at this fine time of year. The NBA tipped off last night and the Bulls, uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you say? What do you Ouch. say? You know, you lose by 20 to, a first of all, what's going to be a good OKC team, a team we were, a lot of us were high on even last year. We talked about it last year when the Bulls played OKC. We we're like, Man, wouldn't you like to be the Thunder, Josh Giddy and SGA and all their assets? I think he's got 40 first-round draft picks over the next five years or something. I don't know. I mean, like, a year ago we were like, boy, it'd be pretty good to be Oklahoma City. That just fun. happens to be the opponent to tip off the season. Yeah, they're fun. They're talented. So much to look forward to. SGA they know that so they're going to be good one day. SGA is so good. I mean, he's so good. <sighs> so good. And the Bulls are already uh, fighting, which is uh, not fighting. That That's probably an exaggeration. And that's blowing the whole situation out of proportion. But 
that a team's got to get together after game one is not the greatest uh, indicator of where things are going. Like, really? I mean, you had like a training camp and a preseason, and after the first game, you're like, maybe we should talk about this in the locker room afterwards? Are you kidding? In walks Billy Donovan. They turn around. They say, hey, coach, would you mind if you know we could talk in here? Yep. Turns right back around, leaves, lets them all discuss. I, I, I just, how is, they pulled the Bears. Like the Bears against yeah. the Packers. Yeah. Yes. They pulled a Bears. Like, do you remember what we said? That's a good call. Like, after the opener at the Lakefront, like, that's it? All offseason? Right. And that's Everything what we talked with? about, and that's it? And here's a team that has so much to prove, the Bulls, so much to prove because everybody wanted them to make changes, and they didn't. And that's what they... That uh, did, did you get your paycheck when you left the arena? Is that what... Were they handing out paychecks? You just show up and that's it? Collect your paycheck and leave? That was That's pretty bad. Look, this team is sort of frustrating because of the way last night transpired. Because they're going to have a lot of nights like that. They're going to have nights where DeRozan and Zach look awesome. And you're going to say, see, look, there's some potential. Don't be fooled by any of it. When they've got 43 wins or 42 wins at the end of the year and they're in the play-in tournament, that you, you can look back at, at, at game one and say, eh, this is pretty much how it's going to go. Don't be fooled by the good nights. I'm not saying they'll look nearly as bad night in and night out as they did last night. And it's kind of why they're maddening. The, buckle up, Bulls fans. Because you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of games, like I said, where DeMar and, and Zach look awesome. And you're going to get your hopes up. And it's going to come crashing back down. That's it. Here was Billy Donovan after the game last night talking about the Bulls' performance. I really, really liked the way we played in the first half. I thought the difference in the first half was, was the fact that... Um, you know, they probably made a few more threes than we did. It was a six-point game. Uh, yeah. I like the way we came out to start the third quarter. Uh, and then I think from there, um, I think you're right. We kind of fell back into, and I said this, you know, this is this team's challenge, consistency, you know, and, and sustainability of doing it for a long period of time. And, you know, I thought offensively we got stagnant, and we, we I, I thought we generated a lot of really good looks um, that we just didn't make. And that's going to happen. I didn't think our defense was great in the first half, giving up whatever it was, 61 points. But we got to be able to sustain it. And I, and I think if we can sustain the way we played in the first half, I'm not saying we're going to win every game, but certainly it looks a lot better. I thought offensively we got downhill. We generated good shots. We took, obviously, some more threes. Um, but we've got to be, like, more organized. There's got to be more stamina. There's got to be more endurance to do it. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. Um, like I said, that, that's, that is this team's challenge, is the consistency and the stamina of doing it. It's been the problem forever. It's game one. You're talking about consistency and stamina? Game one? Same old problems. They don't. Same old problems. And they don't have a point guard. Kobe's a fine little player. Easy guy to root for, right? Easy guy to root for, for Kobe White. Works hard. They don't have a point guard. They don't have anybody to get them into exactly what they need to be in 
when things start going south offensively. Why do you think that is? Because some guys can do it and some can't. Like Lonzo can do it while spending money. They didn't want to spend the money. They didn't want to spend the money. The Jerry Reinsdorf-led teams want to just be good enough to get into the postseason. Your fans will be happy. You might make a little bit of noise. Well, part of the problem, they spent money on Lonzo, and it's unfortunately backfired on them because poor Lonzo's knee. But they've known this now for two two years. Two years. But you've known for two years. So what, you don't get to spend money because you're going to have to swallow that? They're going to have to Well, they're getting relief on that, aren't they? Not yet, right? No, he has to retire due to injury, right? I thought there was a... Is there a percentage that he gets? Chris, isn't there something that they get back for the protection for this year because he's going to miss the whole year? Didn't money go back onto their cap for this year? I thought it did. Yeah, I thought I think he did. Now, percentage. I mean, we they, can look like, it up. Like but yeah. 10 million or something. It's Didn't, only a percentage. It is a percentage. He would have to retire due to injury for them to. For the whole thing. The That's whole true. Thing. But I believe there's a cap provision because of the situation that allowed the Bulls to get some extra money back on their cap for this year. But yeah, like they're playing the waiting game for Lonzo. And like, I, I totally appreciate what Lonzo Ball has become. But this is this will be two and a half years that the guy doesn't play basketball. Two and a half years when it's all said and done. It'll be almost three full years if he can come right. back next year. And like that's what you're waiting on? Here was Zach on the overall team's performance last night in the loss. We didn't uh, respond once uh, they did that run in the second half. Um, wasn't a great showing from us. Didn't shoot the ball well. Don't feel like we played with enough heart. Um, you know, and that's on us. It's a terrible way to come out to start the season. But, you know, it gives us an opportunity to bounce back next game. No, I just... Missed a couple shots. I didn't feel like I struggled. I got into a line pretty easily and then got into foul trouble. Didn't get to play in the second quarter, really. Um, and then, you know, just doing whatever you could try to do to help, you know, get back to the game. Um, you know, miss or make shots, you know, whatever you can do to try to help. And we didn't do that collectively. Um, it's, it's unacceptable. Um, you know, I don't think it's a thing that people do on purpose either. Um, you know, got to come together through those runs and, you know, go out there and make sure we make a game out of it. You know, it was a four-point game at a certain, I think in the third quarter we came out really strong. Um, but, you know, we uh, can't let that happen. They might bounce back tomorrow night against the Raptors. Or is it, when do they play against Saturday? I think they play Saturday night, don't they? Uh, I think they play Saturday night against the Raptors, whenever the next game is. And they might look great. I'm telling you, buckle up, Bulls fans. It's going to be a lot of this. It's going to be... Some really awful basketball. Sometimes, like I said, Zach and Demar will have it going on, and you're going to say, "Oh, maybe there's some hope." Get ready for the middle again. Uh, sorry if you think, "Oh, wow, how much of a Debbie Downer can you be after Game One?" But I mean, you saw the performance. That's what you waited the offseason for. Friday uh, they play the Raptors. So they Saturday tomorrow the Pistons. Oh, okay, yep. okay, and then uh, okay, so they're they're home all weekend. They they're, start with no, three... they're at, uh, Detroit at Detroit. Oh, at Detroit Got on it. Saturday. Okay. Got it. Thank you very much, Peg. So yeah, they, but they they'll try to bounce back tomorrow, and maybe they will. And buckle up. But I I can't help but think, and we said this last year when we watched them, the two games they played against. Okay, so you're like, boy, I love SGA and Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams, the good, uh, the better Jalen Williams. They've got two Jalen Williams. The two, the one without the Y is the good one. And it's like, man, I wish I wish we had that. And I, you'll say it again all year. You'll watch them play these teams and be like, man, I wish they had some of that. Instead of just like, eh, the collection that they do have. I thought Vooch actually played okay. He got into it with Billy Donovan on the sideline. But I thought Vooch actually at least was trying to be assertive and played okay. And he was upset that they weren't giving him enough touches inside. 
But yeah, I mean, you've got like Billy Donovan and Vooch going after each other on the sidelines in game one and players only meetings after game one. It's like, man, you're starting with a lot of drama. I don't know. Buckle up, Peg. At least we have football for the next few months. Uh, yeah, and let's see. Let, what are let's... we going to do come February? What are we going to oh, do? Oh, good God. Vacation. I guess. Vacation. You know, like Cub Spring training? Like, what the hell's going to happen come January and February? Oh, that's right. That's when all, you know, all I the don't know. I mean, hot stove league. Like, if, you know, if, if it's just another year of just being a middling team. Tim's in Palos Heights. What's up, Tim? Hey, Carm. I uh, appreciate uh, taking my call. I wanted to get your, your guidance. Should I become a Milwaukee Bucks fan or a Boston Celtics no. fan? I just no. after, after day after game one, I, I have to jump off the don't, don't do bandwagon it. here. It's, it's it's what Jerry Reinsdorf. I'm a, I'm a White Sox fan too, and that press conference that he had um, announcing that Chris Getz is the GM, he was he basically said he's not. They're not in the Otani uh, sweepstakes. Oh, he didn't basically he, say it. Oh, he, yeah. he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and he said he said they spent money. So it's like they didn't spend any money on on actual players, like core players, like some role players, and it's and that's crazy. what they did this off season for the Bulls. So it's just I, I had a I gave him a little bit of uh, I had a little bit of hope, but after that performance last night, it's I, I need a new team. So oh, well. Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks or the Boston Celtics. They, they spend money. They make changes. They do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, I mean really, and Tim, thanks. Don't jump ship. we got to ride it out. That's the way you've got a fan, unfortunately. I mean, look at Boston. Like, they go out. How many times in the last seven years they've been in the conference finals? And it's like, we're not good enough. We've got Jason Tatum. We've got Jalen Brown. We're going to resign him. We're not good enough. Let's go get Porzingis. Now, Porzingis might not be able to give them 60 games. Who knows? But he was awesome last night. And they open the season with a win on the road. Like, look at Milwaukee. Well, we better make sure we keep Giannis happy. We got to pony up another, like, 65 mil a year for him over three years. Let's go out and do whatever we can to steal Dame Lillard from Miami. That's what they did. Like, you know, how many times can we say it? There's a common denominator here. I know. And it's the guy we talk about, you know. The Chicago Bulls should not be an afterthought. In the NBA, that is that's true. That's a travesty. That's true. Peg. They are such an afterthought. Nobody talks about them. Well, right now they're just sort of lost in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I don't and disagree. It's the lower end of the middle. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't. I, you didn't even really feel the buzz for it. None. I think going into yesterday, no. So a no. weird way to start. I mean, to get blown out like that on your home floor and to be, you know, getting together as a team already. I, I, I don't. know. Maybe we'll look back and we'll say it's a good thing. But I doubt it. I think the proofs. I think we have enough of a sample with these guys to know, like, what to expect. And, you know, buckle up for a lot of ups and downs. But when it's all said and done, a team somewhere between 7 and 10 fighting for a spot in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. And is that what you want? You know, maybe to each their own. 312-332-3776. Bulls today, a lot of bears uh, as... I'm going to pick Peggy's brand and a few things getting ready for week eight, including the upcoming trade deadline in the NFL. Bulls were active last year. Will they be again this year? Todd Furman will join us live in Vegas with the best plays and some of the great breakdown for week eight in the pro game, week nine in the college game. Uh, We'll play McKnight at the movies. So a lot happening on this Thursday. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Peggy's in for Yurk today. The NFL's trade deadline is Halloween next Tuesday. 
This time a year ago, the Bears were pretty busy shipping off Roquan, acquiring Chase Claypool. Is there a possibility that the Bears acquire another Chase this year? I do uh, think it's almost a guarantee if they pulled off something like this. Uh, this chase would be a lot better. But the the latest buzz around the NFL sort of surrounds two star pass rushers from Washington that might be dealt because, let's face it, the commanders uh, are stinky poo-poo. Ron Rivera. He may not who, make it through the season. I, I don't know. It doesn't look good. Doesn't look, And I really like Ron Rivera as uh, a he's person. He's a guy. wonderful man. Yep. But boy, oh boy, Ron, uh, it ain't good. And it's uh, it's not just the team's record. It's the coaching decisions. It's the the whole riverboat Ron thing. I don't know what happened. He used to be a little bit uh, aggressive. Maybe it was too easy when you had Cam Newton and you were in fourth and short situations. But he, now he just coaches scared, and it's awful. It just there's so much about Washington that is downright awful. Um, <laughs> new ownership and everything, and it's just still Washington. But. I'm with you, Peg. He might not make the season, and they might start selling off. And people think Montez Sweat and Chase Young could be guys that are dealt. And I don't know if the Bears are interested in trading any of their draft capital or not because it's going to be considerable again. Uh, First of all, you're not. Let's make it very clear, Chase Young or anybody else, you're not giving up one of your picks in the first round. No, you'd be that would be nuts. That would be absolutely crazy. You'd be you'd be nuts. Yeah, you'd be absolutely nuts to trade uh, what are going to be most certainly two very high picks. You'd be crazy. And I don't think Ryan Poles would even contemplate that for a second. Second round pick? They got burned by it last year. But would you be so bold as to offer Washington a second round pick for Chase Young? You'd have to pay him. He's only 24. Next year, he'll be 25. He's had significant injury in his career already. But boy, when he's on the field, he does look awfully good. And he looks like an impact player. And now he's seemingly healthy again, and he's looked good so far this year. Both of those guys have five sacks. Yeah. I mean, Chase Young's the player you'd want. He's young. He's like three years younger, right? Yeah. Isn't he the Montez Sweat, give or take? I bet. I bet he's about three years younger. You got to pay him. But the Bears have a ton of cap space. They got burned I, I, so badly last year with the pick they ended up giving up for Chase Claypool. I don't think you'd be burned as badly. I, I don't think I don't think that is going to scare Ryan Poles away. I think that it's it, you either are a dealer or you're not. And he's a dealer. And I, I think that you cannot worry. You're not going to you're not going to hit on all your moves. No, you cannot get scared off because the Chase Claypool. What about the whole Chase thing? The name is the same. I mean, anything there? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is he like, we can't possibly send another second-round pick somewhere for a chase, can we? You a know. pick's going to be 35 overall. They said, and then we can have Mike so Berman from Channel 5 ask at the press conference, because when he asked the uh, polls and Eberflus about that, and everybody would kind of chuckled, it didn't even, like, Ryan Poles didn't get the joke. He didn't even realize, you know, that it was <laughs> Ryan and Matt. Uh, Same thing. Listen, Matt, Ryan, Ryan, and Matt, Chase, yes. and Chase. I don't think that would scare off Ryan Poles. I think that inherently he has showed that he likes to make moves. He was not afraid to think about it. Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, uh, Robert Quinn. He's not afraid to make moves, and you're, you're not going to hit on all of them, right? 
Now, in retrospect, yeah, yeah. Robert Quinn wouldn't look good. Sure. Roquan does not look so good. But I, they, I, in their minds, I don't think they even... They're not tracking... Yeah. Right. They didn't want to pay for the other they, team. They simply right. did not want to pay Roquan, and so... Which is why I also go back to, do you think they want to pay Justin Fields? I don't think so. No. They want to get a rookie... No. They want to go back to get that rookie contract on a quarterback. I would think. I think that's where this is trending. Yeah. Justin, I guess, could come back next week, and if he stays healthy and plays out the year, like, is that is there enough time left for him to change their minds? I don't know, man. We're getting awfully close. We're getting awfully close to the point where the sample's not going to be nearly enough. You really enough. think it, they need an entire third season? You really think that? I don't. I think it is, like... I think you're basically at the proverbial finish line. Like in their minds, they kind of know where they are in the race, and like he's not for them. Right. That's that's my guess. You know more than I. I mean, like, do you feel the I, same I, way? I, like, I don't know anymore because I, here's the thing: it's a, it's a new general manager, but you have to take him for his word, and you have to. He's there's no way he's saying we're going to take the entire season to really truly evaluate him. No. Well, they've already had a handful of games this year where I think they've evaluated and they're like, yeah, it's kind of what we thought. Uh, that's what I think so, too. We really like the kid, but not, 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 it's, no, this ain't going to work. Like, right. I think that's probably what's going on in their minds. And make no mistake, this isn't about Tyson Bajant either. No. I, I don't think the Bears think Tyson Bajant is their long-term future. No, I mean, think <laughs> about it. They were, when they were scouting Tyson Bajant, they were scouting him as a complimentary player to Justin Fields. They, it was in their plan all along, that if he turned out to be what they were hoping, that Tyson Bajant would be their backup. Right. That from all along, they told they told the offensive coaches at Shepherd University, they told the head coach the same thing, that they thought that he complimented Justin Fields' game really nicely, and that that's what they were looking for. Yeah. It's not anything more than that, guys. I, I don't think so. I don't think they feel like they've got unless, some hidden gems. What? I mean. Unless. Unless he's Brock Purdy. Sunday night. No. Brock Purdy's Brock Purdy in large part because of where he is. What, if he ends up throw for throw with Herbert, is this a different discussion? I don't know. It's two, that's two data points. I mean, I don't know. It's two games. Like, if you tell me he plays the rest gonna, of the year. He's going to struggle at some point. There's going to be struggle. He's a rookie. There's going to be struggle. They have tape on him. There's going to be struggle. I just, I don't, I don't know what to expect except that he's a rookie undrafted. I, I don't think he's going to lead them to this like remarkable 10 wins, right? run. I mean, no. If that happens, then yeah, I guess you're you're convinced that that would take some. I mean, that would be some kind of performance. It would from now really until take, the end of December. Yes. I mean, and like, hey, if he's got an in him, okay, so be it. But I don't think they believe that. I don't know how many Bears fans like truly believe that. I if you really analyze so. the situation, no, and the player, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think like you nailed it. It's we. Hey, we've got an undrafted kid that we liked at the Senior Bowl, and we think he'd make a great backup. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of what they have. Whatever you think about Caleb Williams, Drake May, and all the rest, like that's the pool that's going to be available to you in the spring. 
And it is going to be a very highly touted draft class for quarterbacks. 75, 80% of them are going to fail. I get it. You just have to hopefully find the right one. Right. And th- that, that's, that's really all you can do. Like, those are going to be the players that are available to you. You have to find the right one. And I don't think they're... Their plan is to not capitalize on the situation with two potential draft picks in the top five here. And so I, I think in their minds, if you ask them seriously what the long-term future at quarterback looks like, they're going to tell you, talk to us after, talk to us next May after the draft. Right. I think that's what's happening. And But you know what? They have the money now. I think they are going to go hard after one of these a pass rusher? Pass rushers. They, I do. You know, last year they went after Claypool because they didn't like the free agent crop of wide receivers. It's not a great free agent crop of edge rushers. Most of them are older. I mean, Chase Young's by well, far the youngest one. So let me ask you this. Why not offer Yannick Ngakwe? I know he's. He, everyone looked at him. He's a one-year player. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a, a one-year rental. Hire, isn't he? But guess what? None of the guys are developing that they thought were going to develop. None of the young guys. So why not sign him? to another two-year deal. That's all he's ever had is two-year deals. Why not? Sign him to another two-year deal. They got him at a cheap price. Me? I don't know. And go after one of these other guys. You need bookends. Well, sure. Chase Young's intriguing. I mean, he really is. If You know, I don't know how much the injury history scares people away, scares teams away, scares the Bears away, but it is... It is intriguing, and as much as you'd be like, you'd have to have a little hesitation after last year. Like, really, you're going to give up another second round pick after the way you got burned? I don't think Chase Claypool. I don't think Chase Young is Chase Claypool. I don't think you have to like as long as he stays healthy. I think you'd have a a premier player. Problem is, it hasn't been able to flash that because it's nine games in 2021, two games last year. Mm. You know that that's what you worry about. But I think on. Like on merit, on talent, you look you look at the player when he's on the field and go, yeah, that's a difference maker. Like we'd pay a 25-year-old pass rusher like that. 312-332-3776, would you or wouldn't you? And how do you think the Bears view their quarterback room right now? Getting ready for the Week 8 matchup in primetime on Sunday Night Football against the Chargers in L.A. An hour from now, we'll go to Las Vegas and get some best bets and break down Week 8 in the NFL with Todd Furman. We'll maybe... Kick around the opener tonight uh, in Buffalo between the Bills and the Bucks. Peggy's in for Yurko. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Oh! Hope you're having a great Thursday. Enjoying this mild weather. I think it's going to get cold next week. I start to feel like uh, late October, early November. But it sure is nice now. Come hang with Peggy and me tomorrow. Buffalo Wild Wings for another football feast with Miller Lite. This time we're going to be at the one in Berwyn across from Cermak Plaza. Cermak and Harlem tomorrow noon till 2.30. We are giving away Bears tickets. Uh, come dressed up for Halloween if you want. I mean, everybody's going to be partying all weekend for Halloween. You know, in my neighborhood on the northwest side, we would say Harlem and Cermak. Har- oh, Harlem no. first? Yeah. Why? I just because on the northwest side, hmm. Harlem. Harlem is. Yeah, you just you always said to Harlem first. I think I say Cermak first because it's actually on Cermak. So yeah. in my mind, it's like, well, it's on Cermak, so I'll give you the cross street. It's Cermak and Harlem. Yeah. I don't know, but it's like a mile from the uh, house I grew up in, or the the two flat. For that really? I grew up in. Yeah. Before we moved to Naperville when I was ten. Yeah. You could walk there. 
16th and Oak Park Avenue, baby. Or, uh, yeah, basically 16th. I mean, wow. like two blocks east of Oak Park Avenue on uh, 16th Street. Yeah. It's oh, like a mile cool. from where we're going to be tomorrow. That, My old stomping cool. grounds. See, now I grew up on the northwest side, uh, Harlem and Irving. Uh, actually, Harlem and Talcott mm-hmm. by Edison Park. By Edison Park, yeah. So. Right there. That's where that's. The, our old stomping grounds was either. Uh, EPI. Like, like Edison yeah, Park Yeah, I mean, the or? guys went to EPI more than I ever went to EPI. I um, EPI. There was, uh, there was um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember any of those places now. Uh, Too old. I, I've got a little <laughs> wine brain right now, okay? <laughs> got wine fog. I got fog a little wine fog going yesterday. on. Yes, yes. I love it. Um, That's so good. Anyways, yeah. I See, I forgot what I was going to say. Something about Northwest Side. I don't know. In the old, the old stomping. Oh, grounds. Tommy's on Higgins was Tommy's our stomping. Tommy's on Higgins. Ground. Okay. So that was a bar on Higgins. That uh, I mean, truly, that's where that was our stomping grounds. Yeah. And then Edison Park. Yeah. We did a show last year, I think, at Edison Park. And you it's did. It was a fun place. I think yeah. you're going. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was last year. I'm pretty sure you did. Yurko ordered like a veal chop at 10:30 in the morning. It was. It's just like it's. That's why he's the most fat. I said it the other day. He is honestly like he just fascinates me. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, uh, you know, there's just there's something about him, and this all started the other day when he was leaving for Vegas, and he brought his duffel bag in, and he had his <laughs> he computer. Had bag. <laughs> he had his computer and a big ass tub of styling pomade, and I mean, From it was, his hair, yeah. But he just got his hair cut. And he got it cut. And I first, saw we, last week at the post game. I said, oh, you got your hair cut. He goes, yeah, I had to get it cut so that it stands straight up. Otherwise, I have to use that stuff in it. He, but he had a big thing of him getting ready for Vegas to run around. And we said, well, are you sure that's I, what it was for? I think. I don't know. I mean, with him, like, he's just so fascinating. And we're like, and then <laughs> we're like, well, why are those the only two things in the duffel bag? And, and Chris said, well, why are you even bringing your laptop? Like, are you going to do work there? And he brings his laptop because one of his fantasy leaks he can only access on his laptop because he doesn't remember, like, all of his passwords and his his login names. So, like, one computer yeah, has fo- one. He can't do it. Your phone shares he that. He can't do it. He can't do it. So he had, like... Charge a charger, his laptop, and this big thing of pomade, and then the rest of his stuff he did pack in his suitcase, which he was checking because he had to check Wait, his golf. Carry on had the pomade. Yeah, and we said it's not going to be able to get through. get through. So I think he was going to adjust on the fly and put it in the Depends travel bag. How viscous it is. I don't know, man. If they could, he's see just fascinating. It. And like we showed up at Edison Park in last year, and we were there early. We, I don't know, it was maybe eleven o'clock, and he sits down to order lunch, and he's looking over the menu and the. And, like, one of the specials for the day was the veal chop, and he ordered the veal chop. And I'm like, at 11? And he goes, what's the difference? I'm like, I don't know. It seems like something you'd have at 5. I don't know. I mean, like, who has a veal chop at, at like, oh and I don't even think it was 11 o'clock. I think it was 1045 in the morning. And I'm like, you know, okay, to each his own. I always do say that. But, like, boy, that seems like a heavy meal. for. And we're going on the air. And, like, are you going to fall asleep by yeah, one right? after you've had exactly. a veal chop? Exactly. And this beautiful, uh, beautiful like they braised it overnight uh, you know like this beautiful veal chop comes out with risotto and i'm like sweet lord he's gonna be passed out oh my gosh he's just the most fascinating like creature i mean he just there's no other way to put it he he really is james is in new lennox what's up james hey guys i'm not actually in new lennox i'm actually at olive garden with the wife having a delicious lunch are you having a veal chop no i'm having chicken parm all right wow again to each his own shoot 
she went with the shrimp scampi. Very good. Um, she's currently eating some zupa, and I'm enjoying the gnocchi. Some zupa. Oh <laughs> James, you know, just stop, okay? They don't even call it zupa at, uh, at, at Olive Garden. They don't know that. <laughs> I call Boy, it what, zupa. What is your, He's what not is, at the Olive Garden restaurant. Yeah. He's in an He's Olive in Garden. An, uh, maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> Dining in an Olive Garden al fresco. Uh, James, what is your pick for tonight's uh, Thursday night game? Is that why you called? Yeah, I had a uh, a parlay. I got uh, okay. Rakad Rick- White over forty rushing yards. Okay. Oh, uh, then I got an alternate with uh, rushing yards combined with receiving yards over fifty. Um, I got Diggs over six and a half receptions. Diggs over fifty yards. And Josh Allen over two sixty five. Okay, just want to know what you think. Well, see if well, you got a, got lot, a chance. You got a lot going on there, James. I mean, you know me, uh, and enjoy your lunch. I, it's a lot going on. You might hit it, and you can call in tomorrow and be like, "Get yeah, it." Good luck. I don't know what to say. I don't. I don't advocate parlays. No parlays. No hard ways, guys. The house has too much of an edge. You don't like that? Fine. Do what you want. But Carm, I won. I got. I won one once. It paid eighty to one. Mm. Okay. There's a reason they invented a parlay, yes. guys. I got it's because the house wins. Yes, exactly. There's a reason they put hardways on the table, folks. It's not for your benefit. I promise you. If you don't want to get that, that's fine. You know, bet, bet parlays till your heart's content. I, you know, but uh, good. Luck. I hope you win. That's what I hope, James. I hope James wins. If you bet hardways at the dice table, I hope you win. I put money down last week on defensive touchdown for the Bears. Yeah, but you didn't parlay it. You no. just put it. That's nice. I mean, Good I job. Pick I, six. I do probably six to eight bets on Sundays during football season. That's it. And I, sometimes the golf majors. I'll do the yeah, golf, golf majors. majors are fun. I don't bet on anything else. Yeah. And I only, I, typically I only do it on the Bears games. Really? Yeah. Oof, I just. Tough. I try to stay away. Your, your heart gets involved too much. You know, we yeah. love the Bears. I try to look at more the the matchups, you know, yeah. if it's going to be a ground game, yeah. if it's going to be, you know, who's getting a lot of looks in practice that week, who are they talking to a lot, and it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's done okay. Good. I don't lose a lot. Well, that's good. Good call on defensive touchdown. Russ is in Palos Heights. What's up, Russ? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Bears don't know if uh, Bajan is a diamond in the rough, but they surely know that Fields is not. He's flatlined for the last three years. I would imagine that if they keep on, if they put Fields back in, I don't expect much uh, great performance that'll increase his value. It probably would decrease his value. What do you think? Well, I mean, in terms of his value, I don't know what it matters. The Bears aren't trading Justin Fields. I mean, first of all, he's injured right now anyway, and the trade deadline's next week. I guess you could cross that bridge in the off season, right, Peg? Like if right. you do draft a quarterback, right? I- I don't know that I see that as being a very likely outcome anyway, to be honest. I don't know. Of them trading him? Yeah, I would think he's on the roster next year. What do you do you think or no? No? Okay. I don't I would not necessarily say that because okay. he may not he may realize that he's not the future and he may request to be Okay. Sent may somewhere ask, else. Yeah. Okay, give me a shot somewhere else. Yeah. And if they believe in Bajan, then they Listen, draft somebody. Listen, he's in a no-win situation right now, to be honest with you, unless his thumb is 100%. No, it sucks for him. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's, oh, is he, you know, it's yeah. his thumb. Oh, he can't grip the ball. Oh, he's got to hand off more. You know. I don't know what that trade value is going to look like. It's been too up and down. And, and we can look at the offensive line all we want. Uh, there's other quarterbacks that overcome bad offensive lines as well. Sure. So it's just it's just been too up and down.
It's that simple. I don't think you have to really dissect it and look at, you know, oh, well, you know, he he could throw downfield. He always has. We know that he could throw downfield. What they went into the season asking was, can he make the intermediate passes? So when people this week were like, oh, if everyone saw, you know, what Tyson Bajan did, never went longer than 15 yards, people would be screaming about Justin Fields. No, actually, they wouldn't be screaming because that's one of the questions they wanted answered this year. Could he make the intermediate passes? Can he thread the needle? Can he lead his receivers? Can he trust his receivers? Can he trust what he sees? That's what always seems to be. Right. Can he read? Throw it, dude. Yeah. Yep. Like, throw it before a guy's coming out of his brain. So he saw it. According to Lugetzi, he's seeing everything. He doesn't want to throw it. He's not doing B. He doesn't trust it. Exactly. Yeah. 312-332-3776. Peggy's in for York. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Week 8 starts in the NFL tonight. Penultimate game of Week 8 will be Bears and Chargers. Sunday night football from SoFi. Where the Bears will have a decided home field advantage. They are eight-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Chargers. We'll talk about that line with Todd Furman and many others when he joins us live in Vegas at about 1.35. The Chargers really have zero home field advantage. The Rams don't have one either. The Chargers, uh, poor Chargers, it's even worse. Nobody cares about there about them. You saw uh, the Rams missing field goals at SoFi last week. The whole place is going nuts filled with Steelers fans. Since 2021, we'll throw out 2020 when it opened because that was COVID. There were no fans. Since 2021, uh, 9-10-1 against the spread at home, just 6-8-2 against the number as a home favorite, which the Chargers, as I just mentioned, have been installed uh, this week by the bookies. The bookies, boy, is that an antiquated term at this point, Peg, right? The bookies, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Let's go to uh, Stephen Naperville on ESPN 1000. Hey, Steve. Hey, Carmen. I just um, saw a separate note from the Bears. Just wanted wanted to have you acknowledge your, your nephew, Mikey, we're playing Naperville Central Soccer. He's playing against your um, old school Naperville North. Oh, Saturday morning. You got it. Sectional who, finals. Who, uh, which team is your uh, son play for? He plays with Mikey. He's on Naperville Central. Oh, he plays with Mikey. He, Mikey's awesome, man. He's a beast gotcha. out there. Well, thank you. Uh, who are you guys playing? I saw that they won last night. I wanted to go. Was that last night? We got, no, yeah, I wanted to go and I couldn't yeah. make it last night. We, 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 we play against North. We play against your old school, Naperville oh, North, damn. on Saturday morning. Oh, for geez. the finals. Saturday morning. All right, I'm going to have to be there. Steve, good luck. To, yeah, uh, I mentioned it last week. There was a nice little write-up in the Tribune about my nephew, which was quite, uh, which was quite nice. Wow. Although they called him out for his uh, verticality or lack thereof, which he's very sensitive to oh, and he didn't like. No. So uh, vertically challenged. Yeah, you know. But he's damn good at soccer. Uh, Naperville Central, he's a junior on the Central Varsity team. They won state last year. They are back in the sectional finals, I believe. I guess Saturday morning. I knew they won last night. I couldn't go to the game. I will try to be there Saturday. My kids have their own sporting events Saturday morning, so it's a little challenging. But, uh, yeah, the Trib last week, I was uh, Yurko and I talked about it, did a nice little write-up about him. Uh, it's a good time to promote one week from tonight is my ninth annual charity event, Bourbon and Bacon, benefiting cystic fibrosis. My nephew, Michael, and his brother, Dylan, both have cystic fibrosis. Mm. So we do a lot of fundraising for CF uh, and the CF community, and all the proceeds benefit 
the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation of Greater Illinois. You can buy, uh, God, I've been talking about this for so long. People know the drill. It's great food. It's great, it's great bourbon. We're going to be at Benny's Lincoln Park again. It's next Thursday. Still some tickets available. Um, we're going to have a full house, so get them now. There's a great silent auction. If you go to my social pages, there you can find a link to buy tickets, or you could just go to the website cffbourbonandbacon.com. That's cffbourbonandbacon.com. It is next Thursday night already. It's a week away, Peg. Very exciting. And there'll be great food, and there'll be great drink. I mean... You need to come one of these years, by the I way. I know. If you and Jason are free, let me know. I'll put you on the list. Black and adopt pork. For Adam, it's tough because it's like Adam does not eat pork because he's Muslim. And he sticks no by. on swine. Right. He doesn't dine on swine. And uh, it's always tough for Adam because he comes out of support. And he likes whiskey, so he drinks. But he looks at all his bacon everywhere. And he's like, man, what the hell? You know, he really uh... can't eat. So Adam can't really vouch for the food. But Chris can. And it's great, but oh, last last year wasn't there uh, some cheese pizzas? There, there was cheese pizza last year, yeah. and usually our good yeah. friend uh, Chef Max will take care make of a whatever bell. he's making. Yeah. It was a little harder last year with ramen; like he was like, "Yeah, he I made can't. That Max Robbins, who's now the I think he's like the culinary director, the executive chef for the, all the lettuce groups. He uh, certainly here in Chicago. He brought this pork belly ramen. It was stupid good. Yeah, but you can't oh, have it. No. Adam couldn't eat it. It no. was like unbelievable. But Carmen's in the past, right. He's made stuff that haven't been, but the food is. I the mean, food's great. Long it Eagles amazing. coming back, yeah. and like it's we, great. It's so so good. Uh, Greenwood up in uh, Highwood, uh, American Kitchen and Tap will be back. Like the food's incredible at this thing. People, they rave, Peg, rave about it, and it's all for a good cause. So, and then yeah, I hate this. Like, who do I cheer for? I got to cheer for my nephew. Yes, what do I of care about my do. alma mater? Right. It's weird. My me and my brothers went to Naperville North. My nephews go to Central. But uh, at this point, what the hell do I care, right? I mean, I got to cheer for my nephew. Of Let's course. Go Central. Go kick, some, go, kick, go kick some husky ass Saturday morning. You know, let's go. Paulie's in the loop. What's up, Paulie? Hey, guys. Good show. Thank you. Um, you're right about, you know, I'm a book. It's old school book still. They still got them. And I'll tell you what, we did lose some customers when you guys went computer, but... <laughs> Now, now a lot of guys we've lost have come back to us because they need the weak area. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, um, you're right. The the uh, parlay is a losers is a losers play. I mean, even to hit two two games, of course, the odds of you winning it are three to one. We only pay you two point six. So right. Um, we're not giving it away. And, and my dad used to say Vegas wasn't built on credit. That is correct. <laughs> Um, what are we going to do now? We we got a lot of time. How are the Bears going to spend this two hundred million they're saving by not signing Justin Fields? And I'm not only saying that because I think the other guys is better equipped than Fields. Fields is inaccurate, bad decision making. He's a good runner. He can't rely on a running quarterback. He will get hurt. This kid has great footwork. Just look at his footwork. How much quicker he gets back in the pocket. And how he rotates to turn the ball. Uh, how he rotates before he throws the ball, I mean. You're talking yeah. about Bajan? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's more accurate. He's a better decision maker, in my opinion. He commands the um, puddle better than Fields. Mm. And like I said to you guys before, I think Fields is one of the top athletes in the league. Put him at wide out. Get him one-on-one against somebody. He'll be an all-pro for five years. He's not a QB. 
Uh, well, he, he might not be a QB probably, but he's certainly not a wideout. You can't just take a quarterback and say, go be a wideout. I mean, they tried that with Devin Hester, who was an elite athlete. How did that work? It's not that simple. And I've uh, never, ever heard that Justin Fields does not command the huddle. I've never, I've heard never that ever heard that from any player. So I don't no. think you could say that he that uh, Tyson Bajan no. commands the huddle better than no. Justin Fields. I, I, I mean, that's just ridiculous. It. Yes. That's, that's not that's not coming from an area of knowledge. Uh, no, that's I mean he he's confident in the huddle, which is good. That's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear someone trembling and nervous, you know. So he's confident in the huddle, which is good. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, there were more things in the playbook last week that they didn't do because of what the defense gave them. So what the Raiders gave them, they took advantage of. Could he have opened it up a little bit more? Yeah, those plays were in there. Cole Komet, for one, said it, that he thought he was going to end up having a big game because of the, the plays that they had in there. But they ended up going with what the defense gave them. Now, it's all going to depend on each opponent. Let's see what the Chargers give them. Let's see if they do go downfield a little bit more. And, and we'll be able to see more of a downfield passing game. Or maybe we won't. But... There's still so many questions there. This has not answered any question for the Bears outside of they have a backup quarterback. Yeah, I think that's uh, it for now. And I don't think you can read too much more into it. Let's see how Sunday night goes. More on the Bears, the Chargers, week eight, and uh, a lot of fun during the one o'clock hour. 312-332-3776 if you want to ring us up. We'll play McKnight at the Movies in a little bit. Todd Furman live at Vegas at 135. We're back in two minutes.